Jake Ellis, episode 3030, the big 30 this week for the Jake and Jordan podcast. How are you? Fantastic, Jordan. It's an iconic number. It's a... Great to be at 30. Absolutely. And it will probably be at 300 before we know it. Exactly. You know, for some 30, is, it's a bit of a milestone for some people and it's a bit of a sad point. You know, it's the sort of deterioration of life. <laughs> but we're actually, we're still going up. We're still we're still rising to our peak. We're not even peaking at this point. We're on the we're, gradual we're, acceleration. We're clooning. Yeah, you know? we're, we're, we're like George Clooney. We're just getting better. We're not going to peak in at least till 60. 60? Well, see, I was talking the other day actually about peaking. 150 I'm going to start peaking and then the slow gradual decline into the year 3000 or something like that I reckon 180 would be a good year you know just because of how like they yell in uh in darts and you get 180 <laughs> if you get to that and people start yelling that at you I think that that's the peak and then from there it's life all is downhill no one's going to yell 181 that's what happened there's a bit of an obsession with darts between me and you by the way I don't know where this has all come from because even on the weekend we were chatting about uh, joining the local darts club that is that is true because it just seems like a fun sport Jordan and it seems to have all the elements we want from a sport these days Mm. you know good community drinking yes of course and it's not that long a game I don't Darts game's that long? Maybe if we're playing, it'll be a long game. But I don't think for a, a good local darts player, it's that That's long right. a journey. Oh, I, I do reminisce back to uh, in Melbourne. I think it was Zetterhead Stadium. And they had uh, the darts. Yes, yes. And I all the chairs that. being thrown and shit. <laughs> they had like a riot. Like, yeah. The only few riots in Australian history was caused by a darts game. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, to be honest with you. I, I think it more leads to the good side, the good nature of Australians. But... Uh, Put, put it this way, after I heard that, I mean, like, oh, maybe we should go to the darts. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's my first reaction. That so was, I think it was good for the brand. Well, uh, if you know we're the type of people they want on their brand, that oh, is. Of course, of course. But I was back in the office today, Jordan, mm-hmm. and the office is officially back. You reckon? Not because, you know, there's more people than usual. It's actually a very quiet day, but the biscuits are back. And the free oh, really? fruit is back. And my God, it's glorious. It's fantastic. I, I don't even have to pay. I'll never have to pay for the fruit for the uh, end of the year. You Unless know? this COVID-20 comes out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's I, the sequel. I'm, I reckon I look like such a madman. I just get my bag there. and I, They've got they put down crates in the uh, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I just get my bag. I take about a couple of bananas, a couple of mandarins. Couple can be used very liberally these days as well for, you know, how many you want. So couple is usually two, but in this case, it's at least three, <laughs> if not four. A thruple of bananas. A thruple of bananas, a uh, a uh, quintuple of uh, mandarins. Beautiful. Uh, I'm stocking up. Like, like a, like a uh, what, like a, you know, what's the, like a squirrel, uh, you know, getting ready for winter. <laughs> Get you know? your acorns. Get my like... acorns. Now, I hope you've got like a, a green waste bin at work because you must be peeling through these bloody fruits. Yeah, yeah, we do have an organic. We've got like a, a compost bin there, so don't you worry about that. Other downside today, actually, a little bit off topic, but I had a bit of a grumbly stomach. Okay. You know, just every now and again, you get like those like gassy gurgles inside yeah. you. Yeah. And the worst part about those is like you can't do anything about it. Like if you have, if you're about to, if you, you know, when you know you're gonna fart, you can kind of like clench a bit. You of can course, try and you can sort of hold it. If you try, if you got the hiccups or something, you can kind of stop it a bit. You look like you need it because like your whole head stuff. throws back and your eyes kind of pop out. Be like, but you can sort of stop a hiccup. It's very hard to stop a gurgle, like a grumbly tummy, and it's especially awful at the moment because I reckon there's only fifty odd people on the whole floor. Bit loud. Well, there's no le- sound on the floor. There's no, you know, that usual sound of like you're in an office and it's full. The hum. There's the no, hum there's no hum. Working. The only hum that people could hear. And I knew it and they knew it, but no one called me out and thank, thank God for that. But mm. the only sound humming in the background of this office was my grumbly tummy. Well, see, one thing I've always found for uh, grumbly tummies is something very plain. I used to just eat plain bread. But one of the ones, obviously, because you've said this plain biscuits Arnott's plain biscuits I've always found a couple of those and not too much else you don't want to be having any fancy food or anything just some of those can sort of soften your tummy down a little the other interesting thing that's a good idea John Mm. the other interesting thing with the biscuits back we Mm. used to have like a a a raw jar I'd call it now Mm -hmm. in a a non-COVID 
anything that's not covered in plastic I consider raw. So it's the Arnott's packet, and they've just impl- emptied it into a glass yeah, they've jar. Got the uh, you know the sorted packets mm-hmm. out. They've tipped it into a big jar, and you got like a little uh, claw to to get them out. Now that's better than our office. So we had a similar thing. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think it was Arnott's, but it was a variety pack. Yeah. No claw. Oh, yes, you have to use your own claw and dig in. That is not COVID safe at all. It's definitely not because they still have not brought back our biscuits at work. So, so we've brought it back now, but they come in packets of two. Okay, like the hotel ones. Yeah, but Mm. I was wondering who decides which two biscuits go together. I thought it was always two of the same. No, this is interesting. I can't find two of the same. I've been delving around. I've been doing the deep research. <laughs> You've been rummaging around in this get- I've seen a nice biscuit and a milk combo. Mm-hmm. I've seen a nice biscuit and a scotch finger combo. Mm-hmm. I've seen a chocolate ripple and a... Uh, you know that one that's kind of like an Anzac, but it's not quite gotcha. an Anzac? Yeah, yeah. Whatever that's called. That with the chocolate ripple. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a double chocolate ripple. I'm like <laughs> searching around. Well, you got to do taken some my, I've taken my 10 pieces of fruit. It, I wonder who's behind like which biscuits go together because I didn't feel like the uh, chocolate ripple and this Anzac one you know went together well mm. I feel like the nice and the milk biscuit kind of go you know one's slightly sweeter yeah and one, like you have one as a dipping biscuit and then one as like the after after tea biscuit <laughs> lunch and dinner the scotch finger and the uh, nice biscuit uh, Biscuit just sounds like a I two lux. That sounds two lux. That's a double decker sort of biscuit. Yeah, at that point, that's like that's two lux. That's the type of stuff uh, Marie Antoinette would uh, eat. You know, oh, you can't have that. Let them eat cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch finger should only be eaten by itself, and you probably only have one because they're pretty uh, unhealthy. Oh, but I don't think they were doing calorie profiling food back then. They the, just... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this up, John. I'm gonna because I reckon this conspiracy could go all the way to the top. See, as I was saying before, all hotels have been to. Yeah. Well, not all. Like a lot of them, especially motels, they have the Arnott's biscuit packets, two in there, always the same flavor. I've never seen ah. a mix and match. So I wonder if it's some like corporate supply they're doing, or maybe it's some new initiative or something, and it's cheaper that way. Someone obviously likes these combinations. I, so that's I reckon my it's theory. cost saving. I reckon it's cost saving. What do you mean? Do you reckon they just randomly do it? Randomly do it. Like they just have like a bin. And then at the end of the day, they say, oh, there's like 100 chocolate ripples left and 100 scotch fingers and 200 nice biscuits. Put them all in and, and we we'll just, just see what happens. And we just buy like the cheap variety pack. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe there's someone behind it. I, I don't know if it's someone at Arnott's who's like, these are my two favorite biscuits. <laughs> this is our run. Mm-hmm. Or if it's even like a, our CEO is like, you know, oh. it's like a secret CEO on its portal and they can choose the combos they want. Look, get me in on that portal if that is a thing, because I want to choose my biscuits as well. What a power <laughs> that would be. But we had a great weekend as always. Great weekend. Saw some friends of the show. Absolutely. Saw a new friend of the show. Hello, if you're listening. I don't think she's new. Oh, friend. new. So new to the flesh. She's a friend to of the, the show. Well, well, person. We, we, we've seen her before quite a few times, actually. You, you're forgetting this as well. Not quite. Once. <laughs> Once. I actually think it's uh, twice before this, but that, that's okay. We're splitting hairs. Friend of the show. Great friend of the show. Yeah. Was chatting to us all night. And this was uh, during and after another friend of the show's brilliant birthday fantastic great birthday pub in port melbourne uh, the name escapes mind of the Riberia? pub Riberia, something like that. that just near the uh, 109 tram line absolutely great we had our own little private room upstairs there were some doggies players having dinner downstairs as well i was <laughs> too shy to say hello but also what are you what are you going to talk about we had one doofus of a friend of the show trying to make his presence known so what he did was i was standing outside with him at the time and uh, they walked out uh, with their girlfriends. I forget who it was. It's Tom Boyd and um, Mitch Wallace. And Mitch Wallace. And so they walked out with their girlfriends or wives, whatever. And he's standing on the footpath, and he is like bowing to them. And he's he's moving his arms up and down like a, a bow prayer sort of thing. And he gets a uh, thumbs up back. So he, he got a bit of acknowledgement, but uh, th- that's the extent. He, he kept telling me that they were looking at him every time he walked past because we walked up and down the stairs a few times. Maybe because he's like staring. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they just had that feeling, you know, like, you know, when you, you can feel like the eyes in the back of your head when someone's looking I, at I you. I would say that's the oh. case. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a, yeah, necessarily a great stare. Oh, that's but, all right. They'd be used to it being, you know, 
professional yeah. footballers and they're you know both quite good at what they do as well so. I don't know they're just having dinner with their partner I, I, I decided to leave them alone I know you wanted to go over and just have a little good job if they were by, them, by themselves I might have done something stupid pulled up a chair I would have, maybe I would have done like the uh, tomboy, the man of, on the cross. I almost would want to call it after he kicked the almost winning goal in the grand final. He did this stand where he just stood on the spot with his arms out wide. Think like a, a Christian cross. Yeah, I thought about just doing one of that. <laughs> this is in the middle of a. So we were upstairs in a uh, uh, party venue area. Yeah, and this was downstairs, and there was you know lots of people eating dinner. Common man's area. Common man's the area. type area we'd usually be. Well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely as men of the people but as uh, Jesus on the cross you uh, would have disrupted a lot of people's dinners I can say or at least there would have been a lot of eyeballs drawn to you so good and bad thing yeah. but uh, I, I think it was a good thing you didn't do that but uh, someone got a bit of acknowledgement that's all we need yeah. but uh, back on this birthday great birthday drinks lots of people love to see oh, their mate, family as well bruschetta uh, bruschetta or bruschetta I, I don't, I don't know, know but I, I was pumping it I'll tell you what <laughs> I had about seven pieces. Well, there, there were quite a few uh, people there that were just pumping the food. One of the interesting things, and I, we actually yeah. even discussed this on the night, and um, the friend of the show whose birthday it was had a cheesecake as the birthday cake. Now, don't think of yeah. cheesecake as in the Cheesecake Factory or something like that. This is cheese that is a cake. Was so it just really? Like cheddar or... Oh, um, so, so it was just... It was four. It was either four or five different cheeses stacked on top of each other, just from like the deli or something like that. A good deli, of course. But this sounds like a fancier version of that pasta cake we saw on TikTok. I reckon <laughs> a lot fancier version. That was just a uh, pasta cooked in a dishwasher in the shape of a cake. <laughs> that was an interesting but one. I didn't know that. I heard it was a cheesecake because I know this friend of the show has eaten cheesecake in the past when mm-hmm. we were you were. Briefly uh, resided together for a while. Mm-hmm. He was known for his great uh, cheesecake cooking ability. So, this so I was, was thinking not a just cake. a standard cheesecake. So when I say cheesecake and cheesecake, it is a cake shaped cheese. Cake, a cake shaped cheese. A cake cheese. <laughs> a cake cheese. So interesting. Um, I, I thought even so. Uh, if people don't know, my nickname used to be Great Man, and my dad used to call me this. Because I used to eat a Where lot did of this cheese. nickname come from though? Because I've only known it from your online persona days. So my dad Who called you actually called you right? Only my dad has ever called me that. And uh, I use this as like a gamer tag because you know you gotta think up names. Gotta keep some kind of anonymity for the brand, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, so he called me at one day, I think it was because I was eating like I ate like four cheese. Remember stringers? Bend me, shake yep. me any way you want me, cause I'm all natural cheese. That's it didn't taste all natural. I did tell it you tasted what. shit. But I had four of them one day, and he started calling me Ratman, and it lived on for many years. So I am a lover of cheese. I can tell you that. Yeah. But a cake that is sh- uh, a <laughs> cheese that is shaped like a cake was not my thing. Should did I? Did you try it? I didn't try it. I, I wasn't feeling uh, too hungry. I hadn't eaten that much food. Yeah. Um, do I lose the nickname Ratman now? Do I, I have to retire so. it? Because I think I've done myself a disservice here. I could have tried it, and I maybe could have maintained the name, even with all my you know rude comments about it. But I think it might I don't. Be time. Yeah, I don't, look, I don't think I might have to call my dad. Retire it. The Ratman is dead. <laughs> the rat- well, yeah. Well, I was thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're thinking right in a derogatory right mm-hmm. way. You're talking about eating the fucking uh, the stringer cheese, <laughs> but this would have been quality cheese because oh, this, this is a man of taste. Exactly. So, but a rat would have eaten both the shit cheese and the quality cheese, and probably exploded after eating as much cake as there was. What, what's an animal do you reckon that has bad taste? Because that's an what... animal that has bad taste. I see a lot of animals eat leaves and shit. You know, that I, I don't know about that taste palette, but you know. Vegetarians or herbivores, you Do call cats it. eat cheese? Um, I guess they have milk. Obviously, milk is not yeah. cheese, but it's probably pretty close. Because I reckon equivalent. cats have pretty bad palates. They're like, you know, yucky old fish and things like that. <laughs> That's true. Could be the cat man. What about dogs? Dogs smell the cat man. But a dog would eat both. <laughs> it's, it's a dog eats anything. Uh, Maybe animals like... just don't have bad taste. They either have good taste or just they'll eat anything. Yeah. That's mm. a shit taste palette then. That's 
Not developed like myself, of yeah. course. But that's okay. But the Rat Man, I think that has to be retired. Hung on the, ra- the rafters. I'm going to have to call up all my uh, internet people. I know. How many, how many online per- <laughs> accounts are you going to have to change oh, now, though? Quite a few. I only have two uh, gamma tags I actually use. It's Ratman, something Ratman Smith or something along those lines, and JJS100. So, very simple. Very easy. Were you Death Nightman at some point? So, <laughs> uh, that's actually a good one to get into. Um, uh, a, a person I was friendly with at school uh, wanted me to play World of Warcraft with them. And so I got a, uh, a one-week trial account, and I needed to create a, uh, a uh, new email address for some reason. I couldn't use it. Uh, my other one it was a Hotmail account. And we were purposely playing this to be Death Knights in World of <laughs> Is Warcraft. That a, that's a real character. That's a, it's yeah, it's okay. like a class, I think you call it. Like a class or like a... It's like, so it's like a type of character that you play as. And you started at like a level 50... And then you could like go up and to the level cap, whatever it was. So we're going to be Death Knights. So what did I think my email address should be? Deathknightman at gmail.com. Email me there if you like. Great email address. There's a lot of spam and shit that goes to yeah. it. But uh, but that's where Death Knight Man came from, from a uh, World of Warcraft adventure. I, uh, I never actually paid for World of Warcraft in the end, all on the free trial. It was a very boring game, I found. You weren't immersed. You couldn't get immersed, immersed in it. I'm not, I'm not well, really the Death Knight Man lived on. Oh, it, it definitely lived on. And it, it. I will say, you know, I have two email addresses. I have Jordan underscore Harry and Death Knight Man. Both and and uh, Jake and Jordan podcast oh, at gmail.com. Of course. <laughs> email into the show if you'd like. Um, but my two email addresses, primary ones, of course, uh, they both sound very childlike. Death Knight Man, Jordan underscore Harry. I would say I'm very embarrassed well, to say Death Nightmare. If I if I ever have to give like at a shop, if they yeah. say give us your phone number, give us your email, it's always Jordan underscore Harry. I'm not giving them the Death Nightmare. I guess well you can get away with that one a little bit, even though when you know it's your and your brother's name, it's that's the ultimate childish one. Absolutely. Where it's so childish that you don't even have it by yourself. You have to share it with your brother. One thing is like one it's of my a toy car or something. One of my huge pet peeves has always been having numbers in like email addresses or anything like that and so that that's one of the reasons also death night man and such has always been that way and i i've never got new ones when i've got older is because i don't want to be uh jordan uh dot or something like that so a, a man got angry at me once i had to write his uh email down for some reason mm. he like said it was his name first name dot last name 10 okay at gmail or something like that or one of those providers. And he got mad when I wrote down the number 10. <laughs> Turns out he's just, it's uh, T-E-N. He spells it out. Okay. And I've never heard anyone else do this in their lives. But he was adamant that like that's the standard practice. It's clearly not the standard practice. But well, just remember getting yelled at by this uh, old guy for, the, for that. Everyone has their own little standard practices and such. So, you know, to each their own, but that's all right. Uh, Going back to the birthday, though, there was another thing uh, that happened there that I thought was absolutely yep. beautiful. Group singing. Oh. Now, I, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast, but I have a very soft spot in my heart. It's definitely come singing. up before. You do love group singing. We both love group singing. Absolutely. And so, you know, back on back in the day, I used to go yep. to an uh, Anglican uh, Christian primary school, and we used to go to church three times a week, and we used to sing hymns every Monday Wednesday and Friday. I had a blast. Because <laughs> I got to sing and everyone was singing. Great times, great times. I always found the hymn tunes hard to catch on to. Because they've got a lot of weird notes. Where it's like, la, la, la. Well, see, my songbook always had the uh, the note music. If I Up was like higher, low was uh, a bit of bass on it. So, I <laughs> can't know. read music, but uh, I can... I always feel like they deliberately the made them, you know, sl- like they'd have a nice tune and then they'd fuck it up at the end or something. Oh, no, it's all... Uh, creative uh you know well i wonder if it's like i think maybe it's like a religious thing you know it's like to keep you a bit humble you kind of have too much enjoyment in life remember we're here as punishment for uh the, our human sin absolutely so you've got to take a little bit of unenjoyment out but uh so the song that we were singing that night well we actually sung two songs as a group my way frank sinatra and then we also had a good old favorite of mine that's amore dean martin version dean martin um, yeah, it was a bit of singing. Those other songs were sung as well, though, George. Those were my two main ones. Those They're the ones, ones that love. stick in the heart. Well, that's Amore. That's, right. That is one of my oldest favourites. Uh, I think I got that from Fat Pizza. 
back in the <laughs> early 2000s. I used to watch that on SBS at like uh, 10.30 at night. But hearing that and watching everyone, we were all arm in arm and we were swaying up and back. It was just like a flutter in my heart. It was it was a very beautiful moment and I thought I'd uh, just share that on the podcast. And we'd l- love to see all the friends of the show. We'd love to see them all that evening and uh, yeah, it was a great It was time. a great night. I'd be remiss for a friend of the show, another friend of the show. Mm. He want us to say his team is now uh, five and zero, uh, six and zero. Is this the uh, which the team? Demons. Oh, the, the demons. The demons are six and zero. There is another team that. though that's six and zero, from what I know. Yeah, but this is about this team at okay, the moment. Okay. We'll let them have their little moment. I, I was getting a bit recruited almost as well at one point. They try. I felt like an eighteen-year-old uh, basketball player, you know, getting these uh, offers. I was getting offered a spot down. <laughs> To come play down at Hopper's Crossing. Well, I, so, so back back on this, we were we were sitting in the corner. We we literally just sat. We sat down. I don't think we'd sat down all all uh, all party yeah, and, and yeah. chatted or anything. We sat down, and a friend of the show's dad comes through and he starts talking about the football club because we'd been down at uh, the Hopper's Crossing. Yeah, well, I was talking to him before about mm. it as well and said how had a great time that day. And we'll get, mm. maybe we'll reverse it today. We'll go mm. the day in reverse. We'll get to that in a second. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a little bit of a recruitment spiel of getting getting me down. By the president. By, by the president the, of the, the highest honour. The highest honour. So, you know, this isn't by some chump off the side of the road. This isn't some, no. you know, flyer boy or something like that. This is the president. I felt like, you know, Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> to, you know. But it was a great night, Jordan. But we're at the footy in the morning as well. Unless mm-hmm. you have anything else you want to add about the evening. No, no, no. no. And they've got a great setup down there. We're down at Hopper's Crossing to mm-hmm. watch them play. Razies and Seniors both got the win. Great games. Yeah, great game. Great little oval. they got the, the bar right on the edge of the boundary virtually. Mm-hmm. So you can, if you're having a pint, you can sit through the window or you can have a can and hang over the fence. Mm-hmm. And they got a little good canteen there as well. A good selection. Reasonably priced. It got me thinking, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Footy canteen power rankings. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna, okay. Now, I'm going to throw some out I thought of. That okay. are, I'd say the classics. If you think of any others I've missed, okay. throw them in and we'll try and get an order. Mm-hmm. The pie. Okay. Sausage roll. Mm-hmm. Dim sim. Mm-hmm. Hot dog with cheese. Okay. Potato cake. Ham cheese toasty. Schnitzel roll. Ooh. Have I missed anything there, you reckon? Chips. Chips, yeah. Hot chips. chips. Hot chips are hot chips. Classic. Um, I did you say potato cake? Yeah, I, potato cake. Or potato I cake. Um, now I know this isn't a local footy thing. I know this is an MCG thing. The hot jam donuts are a special favourite of mine. I will say because you get that little bag of they're sugar. Bit, afterwards. Yeah, they're a bit more niche, but you do sometimes find them at local footy. Uh, we'll add that to the list as well. What do you reckon is the number one? What's number one? Just... See now, this is. This is a tough. This is a this is a real tough one. I would have to go with my old favourite, undeniably, the pie. The pie, the classic pie. So I was thinking the pie definitely for AFL. The mm-hmm. pie is the number one, clear mm-hmm. number one seed. I don't think you can really be argued with. Okay. At local footy though, mm-hmm. the pie is you know less revered. I think. Okay. I think you know the hot the hot dog. Okay. The, the gap between the pie and the hot dog mm-hmm. at a uh, AFL match, mm-hmm. at you know the professional game, is a lot bigger than the gap between a pie and a hot dog at local football. Absolutely agree. I don't think we saw more than two pies when we were walking around the Hoppers Crossing Ground. We were there for what four hours, five hours, or something. It's, it's, I think that's the interesting thing about local footy. But I think I, I can accept the pie up there. Mm-hmm. I always had a soft spot for the dim sim. Dim I was a steam dim sim guy. Love when you have like the bag, the, the plastic bag inside the paper bag and all. Just cover it in the soy sauce. Another great one. Oh, I don't know where this ranks for me, but uh, chips. is Chips. Oh. Hot chips is just a favorite of mine on a cold morning, going down, grabbing some chips and then sitting on the boundary line. The uh, chips, is good a, chips is a Hall of Fame food. It's oh. like... Not just in, in this, it's a pub classic. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a restaurant classic. Putting a couple of bowls of chips on the table, you're the hero. Well, you know, there's there's a reason that it was such a big deal when there was a potato famine a few, you know, over a hundred years ago, because, you know, chips. Mm. Who else, where are you going to get your hot chips if you don't have potatoes? 
So, but my thinking, my thinking, I'd mm. say the big three for mine coming to mind yeah. are the pie, the pie, hot dog mm. with cheese, yeah, and dim sim. Okay. For me, that's that's the obvious big three for mine. So I'll go pie number one for me. Yep. Chips number two. Yep. Now the third one. Can you read me out the rest of the list just quickly? We threw, out, we threw in sausage roll, mm. dim sim, hot dog, potato cake, ham and cheese toasty, schnitzel roll, chips, jam donut. I'll have to take the jam donut. That's just a personal favourite of mine. Just a, just a nice little sweet. But I will say, uh, in addition to this, in our later years, because obviously, you know, in our yeah. young years, we were never allowed to buy these uh, sort of things. Beer at the canteen. Because essentially, oh, see, this is a food ranking. Oh, okay. oh you, you well, know, because yeah, <laughs> there's a sep- whole separate drink rating. Oh, it's not that big. I reckon there's three drink- main drinks. I reckon. What Carlton? Oh no, there's beer. <laughs> oh, beer. Okay. There's soft drink, mm-hmm. and then there's sport drink. I'd say they're three big at local football. What about the UDLs? I saw a few UDLs last week uh, when we we're at the um, setting down. Okay, so. we can put them there, and they're, they're number. They're last. <laughs> they're <in> last. The <laughs> <power rankings. laughs> I would say it goes beer, soft drink, uh, sport drink, UDL. Okay. Um, I'm fine. On that one. That's a good one. But I reckon, I reckon uh, it's interesting because I, I do think there's a dis- distinct difference between food at a local football game and food at an AFL game. Uh, no, I actually 100% agree with you. Just thinking about it after yeah. you the comment about the pie, you are right about that. It is uh, obviously at the uh, footy grounds, AFL footy grounds. It's a lot easier to keep food hot and so they can have more pies and such. Yeah, it's it's not as hard, but, uh, you know, at a local footy ground, they're doing a lot more higher turnover and it's a lot more consistent. Because at the AFL, you see, they see... Yeah, you you couldn't have steamed dim sims at a footy... You got got to have the fried ones. You got to have the fried ones because it's easy. You can fry, put them out, no worries about it. Whereas you you can't have someone there with like a the big boiling steam (laughs) steam pot there to scoop them out. Scoop it all. But it was a great little day down there. Mm, Absolutely. Didn't get up to much on uh, Anzac Day myself. John, did you up to anything? Uh, I got up to watch that was uh, the, the Sunday dawn service, so. but that that was about it. I was pretty fucked up in the morning and uh, very tired, but uh, had a good sleep in. Uh, when I got some food, actually, I got one thing. I got a new food delivery service. Oh yeah, I'm using it's called uh, I believe it's called Solara. Solara. It's, now it's a vegan, okay. vegan one. I don't know. I might give you a little update next week, but uh, so food delivery is in. Are we talking like a, a an Uber Eats kind of thing, or are we talking like the oh, it's prepared like the light and easy yeah, kind yeah. of? Because so, there's all different kinds of deliveries that you. But then you got like those Marley spoons. So I did the Marley things. spoon and stuff, and they were they didn't give very good quality like fruits and vegetables. Was the only issue I had. I think it's the same thing as my logic behind um, that getting too off track. The same mm-hmm. thing. I have the logic of. When you go to like, uh, like a subway or something, versus like you get like a subway delivered. If you not mm. can't eyeball them, mm. they might shaft you. Yeah. Whereas would they give that to you if you're if you're looking at them whilst they're putting it in like the box? Not so sure. Ah uh, no, a hundred percent. Could you give that you. to someone man to man? Probably not. So I've gone to the pre-prepared meals now. A little bit more expensive. Uh, not too bad. Uh, twelve portion, uh, twelve uh, servings. So it's like six days yeah. of food. Uh, food we'll see how it goes i might give you a little update next week but i'm on the vegan train at the moment but i bought a couple of steaks as well just to chow down <laughs> but if, I, hey if solara wants to sponsor the pod yeah well, of course you, you know what the worst thing was though and obviously this is the uh great internet algorithm working at double time i uh i bought everything and i got it delivered to my house and it all was confirmed and then i went on facebook straight away after what's the first ad i see 60 dollars off your first four orders for solara well Bang. done well done. Didn't get it, <laughs> missed it, and so uh, here we are today. But um, a little bit disappointed that uh, I didn't get zucked a little bit oh, earlier mate. before my order. So uh, that, that's okay. They really need to sponsor the pod now. <laughs> a redemption, pure redemption. But I was thinking yesterday though mm. about how we didn't get today, uh, yesterday off. So we're recording on a Tuesday mm. for the, those listening in future times, but. Usually on a lot of public holidays, if it falls on a weekend, mm-hmm. the day you get a day off on the following Friday Monday, on the Monday. Yeah. right? Not so for Anzac Day, which is a blight, mm-hmm. which I Absolutely. think is a disrespect to the troops. It's not a salute, that's for sure. I was I was reading the news the other day. Turkmenistan just got a new public holiday for a dog breed, Jordan. 
A dog breed. I, I don't even know what it, if I want to hear this. This is Turkmenistan now has a national holiday in honor of its wolf crusher dogs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> a celebrated with a with the canine loving pre- president awarding a best in show prize at a ceremony in the capital Ashgabat. The alibi, which is the name of the dog, also known as the Wolf Crusher, mm. is a symbol of way. national pride there. And they have a day off for a national uh, a day off work to celebrate a breed of dog. Yet we can't have one day off to celebrate the troops, Jordan. Look, look embarrassing I on Australia's part there. Uh, I agree with you. And uh, from what I know, it's a it's a it's an old man, an old uh, Jeff Kennett, isn't it, who instituted this rule? From what someone I was saying that on the weekend. Uh, I might have to double check this. I thought so, it was you, so no, nah, no. Nah, so I need to. We'll double. have to. Well, we trust our friends of the show. We're going to go with Kenneth Slayer's yeah, down here. A disgrace. Oh, well, you know that hurts me deep in my heart. Even right now, I'm wearing a Hawthorne polo as I usually do, and uh, you know it, he's deep ingrained <laughs> in my club. So you know it, it does hurt me on two fronts there. But you know, a whining for another day. So what do you want to transition to now, Jake? Do you want to go to my favourite segment? Yeah, we'll go to your favourite one. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these beers in, the, in front of us for the for the, uh, for the the beer review, the final uh, one of the first round. But I, I reckon we hold out because once the beer's out the bottle, it's going to be harder for anything else to happen. So I reckon it's time for... Safe bet of the week. <laughs> I came in nice and close to the mic. By the way, <laughs> the friends of the show have been telling me you have not been uh, doing the proper publications here you've you've you've, you've cancelled on the uh, intro music jordan what's been going on there oh the intro music for the segment yeah oh uh, well I'm, I'm very lazy with the editing <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm very very lazy uh, next week will uh will remind me and we'll bring back the uh safe bet uh intro now actually i've got two safe bets for you this week now i'm a little bit nervous a little bit nervous so i'm giving you a low stake and a high stake this week. Well, I like that. That sounds that sounds smart. That sounds fiscally responsible, Jordan. So, first one is uh, how many days away? So, we've got three days to the NFL draft. Now, I'm a big fan of the yep. NFL draft. And I'm calling Mac Jones to go number three overall. $10 stake. To the 49ers. To the 49ers. $1.22. I was actually saw an article online about that, and like people, like people are confused and they can't believe that it's going to happen. But they also think it is going to happen. So we'll wait and see. But ten dollars on that one. So that's is he the, from BYU or from Alabama? Uh, so he's from Alabama. Yeah. So the BYU guy, uh, Zach Wilson, looks to go number two to the Jets. We'll see. Uh, I have a side bet as yep. well. Okay. On Mac so Jones. first one is uh, Mac Jones to 49ers. pick number three. Lock it in. I have um, a, and our stake for this week. Huh? What's our what's our ten bucks? Ten, ten bucks. bucks. So dollar twenty two. I have a backup bet on this as well. I don't know why the odds were like this. Oh, so, sorry. So I've got my uh, odds mixed up here. It's a dollar fifty seven. Dollar fifty seven. A top ten pick is a dollar twenty two for Mac Jones. I also did this one. Not going to include it in safe bet of the week though, because I'm not going to give you three. I've got you two, and a special one came to my heart this week. One dollar on the Hawthorne Hawks to beat St Kilda this weekend. Ooh, two dollars thirty-eight. I don't mind that. Hawks played some good football on the weekend. Now we've had two big comebacks already this year, and now you don't want to be coming back ever, obviously. But, but the, the Saints have got their tail between the legs, John. If they if they are a, a club of heart, a club of integrity, mm. dare dare I say, a club of worth, they would come out and be angry and try and dominate the Hawks. Well, absolutely, they would, but. Maybe they're not a club. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe they're not a club. <laughs> at, at least a club of heart. <laughs> but so, the, two bets of the week. Mac Jones to go number three overall. And Hawthorne to beat St Kilda. Nice. So like that's it. safe yeah. bet of the week. I like that it was like, you know, you've got the two odds there. It's almost like, you know, when you're ho- betting on horse racing, you, you bet each way. You know, yeah. One for the win, one for the plays. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so that's safe bet of the week. Now, let's transition. Now, we have the final... First round matchup for the beer bracket. So this is an exciting day. It's a fantastic day, Jordan. I let the team down last week. No, Cooper's did. They didn't supply yeah, me with the it's product. A, it's it not yours, me. It's Cooper's. They did not supply a product in time to the commissioner. But we did also have a, a sourcing issue again today for the Cooper's original pale ale. So this is the green Cooper's. No small bottles. So we've had to go with the, the lovely boy. long necks. Good lookers as well. And up, they're up against today... 
the people's beer, the friends of the show's beer, from uh, selected feedback, we've got Crown Lager. Now, I will say, congratulations to the friends of the show. They got their beer on, and it, what a great beer it is as well. Well, you talk, we talk, I like to talk about the look of a bottle, John, and this bottle has a look. It... I don't know. There's no bottle shaped like it in Australia. It is beautiful. Probably the most inefficiently packed bottle, though, I must say, just based on the shape. It's it's very... Uh, is it dated, though, as a look, John? Or has it got a bit of... Well, it hasn't changed in a long time. A lot of these ones have changed. James Bogues, uh, we were looking at in there, it changed its packet, you know, probably five years ago. And it really, I really enjoyed the new look. So I guess the, in answer to your question, I'll answer it with an, another question. When you look at old buildings, are they dated, or are they like retro? Uh, you know, well, some historic. are, some aren't. Some are, some. Because I think I this think, falls under the historic sort of category. You know, it's I it's think a classic so too. Design. To be honest with you, I think it holds up. I think because it's not super super common. Mm. Like it's not a beer that many people would have as their their go to weekend beer. <laughs> It's still got that air of slight luxury around it. I, th- I think of Crown. I think of the Brownlow. That's the beer of the Brownlow. Mm. They're not drinking Carlton Draft of the Brownlow. You're thinking about Fev. Wee! I'm, I'm thinking about Tom Libertore drinking with his dad after the 2016 AFL Grand Final while they're drinking Crown Lager. Now it's got the classic. It's got yeah. It's a very interesting shape. A conical shape. Only a conical shape. Gold label with the sticker down and its own uh, unique logo, which is like a crown made out with a with a beer uh, with a bottle top in the the crown at the bottom there. So, would you say this is the most distinctive looking bottle, just based on like size and everything? Like, if you remove the label from all the bottles we've looked at, don't you think yes. this would be the most? This distinctive? is the most. Uh, like, you wouldn't have to do a yeah. two times think on it or anything. No, because you took off a couple. You might get a forex and a. Carlton mixed up. You took mm. the levels. Up. You're not going to get a crown mixed up. It's iconic. It's got Australia's finest written on it. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Nice now, looking. We better give a nice cheers for the friends of the show, and we hope they're having their beers as well, enjoying themselves. Delicious flavour. Now we've had many crowns in our time. Ooh. Great flavour. One question I will ask you: Crown on tap. How often have you seen Crown on tap? Because I think I've. Maybe seen it once. Maybe even in my dreams it's once. I was going to say, it's, I feel like I've seen it once or twice. I'm starting to think, have I seen it once or twice? No, Is this like I'm a thinking. Mandela effect kind mm. of thing? You so, know, those things where you believe it's real and there's a collective belief in its realness, but mm. it never happened. So I think we'll, we might have to go and uh, check this out. Because, you know, you, one of the reasons we did start the beer bracket was we wanted to compare all these beers. Yeah. And, you know, we had some on tap and we had some in cans and we had some in bottles. And so we wanted to standardize just the bottles so it was an even playing field. I I just I have no recollection of the taste of tap crown. So I think that's one thing we have to we have to we'll be looking for. it out. Mm. But now just to talk about the coloring of this beer. Absolutely beautiful. Like a golden ale. Beautiful. It's like it's a true golden. gold color. And... Nicely see-through as well. You can see the bubbles popping up. I, I think it's, it's very reminiscent of the last ad I saw, and it's very bubbly and like very fruity, and it really uh, conveys that sort of uh, prestigious look that it you know, it's tried to maintain as sort of yeah. the upper common man's drink. But it was sort of always tried to sit in that sort of niche. And I don't know if it's just in my mind, but on mm. the taste, pretty smooth taste, but it's got that little bit of bite on it, a little mm. bit of chew. It's almost like it's like a, a smoother version of a VB mm. in a weird way. And maybe that's just a collective because <clears throat> my dad's... It was, it's like this rumor. I don't know if it's a rumor, just like a common saying or something. My dad was like, so it's like, oh, you know, the, the worst beer goes into Melbourne bitter, then the second worst into the, the Vic bitter, and then the best stuff is left for the crowd. <laughs> it's all just... I, I like that idea. It's just like one giant vat. And then there's a guy tasting like, you know... Uh, so they just brew it in giant vats and like a guy tasting like yeah that's MB oh that's a crown hey he doesn't even say he's got thumbs up thumbs middle thumbs down (laughs) thumbs up you're into the crown bucket if the thumb goes down it ain't a crown (laughs) exactly now let's move on to the Coopers now you talk about the bottle drawn we're going to need a bottle opener for this one so so I'm going to have to procure one now so 
the Cooper's bottle, obviously we have the long neck, but it is very reminiscent of the uh, the bottle, the uh, normal size bottle. It has a nice, beautiful stem on it. No, no label on the stem, though. All on the body. There are two labels, a green front-facing one, so it makes it very uh, distinguishable from the other Coopers because obviously you've got green, red, and purple, and blue. And then just a simple uh, black sticker at the back just with a bit of branding and such. Now, I think we talked about on the last one, Jordan, how we like the continuity between the Coopers logos. I like how they keep the overall theme and then just change the colour a little bit. So it makes it a lot simpler, obviously, for identifying the beer. You know, it's a. It would be shit if you're colorblind, but uh, you know, thank God we're not. So, a very nice looking bottle. Uh, cap is very simple, similar to the other one, just a Cooper's on top, a green Cooper's. So I think there's not much to that, but I think the the main selling point on Cooper's is always that you have to roll them, and it's sort of more of a. It's it was the original crafty beer of Australia. It was, and. Uh, I, I do appreciate that it is a Australian made and Australian owned. Which is Most of the other beers on the bracket yeah, we've done. Virtually all of them are internationally owned. Now, Crown, as much as we love it as Australian legend, and it says Australia's finest, well, it's really the end profits go to Japanese uh, investors. So what's that, Lion or... Uh, Asahi owns. Asahi owned. So... So now drinking the uh, Coopers and obviously... Great, a great uh, colour comparison, by the way. A very cloudy, dark yep. gold compared to a very light and see-through gold, I think would be the best way to describe it. We might need to get a jewel in for like the, the later episodes, you know, to talk about the different gold colours. <laughs> but, um, so one of the main things of Coopers is obviously the sediment that's in the bottom of the bottles yep. and they allow it to, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, ferment. Bottle fermentation. The bottle. And so that, that's one of the, obviously, the reasons of the cloudiness. And I think it's the flavor profile as well. You get sort of just a little bit of flakiness in the beer, I find. Yeah. Or I always get a, a Vegemite feel when I'm talking, when I taste Coopers. Well, I think that lines up because what's Vegemite? Yeast and such. Uh, yeast extract. Yeah. So. Very nicely tasted as well. Though, what do you think of the taste? Because I know you're... You're a big fan of both of these beers. I'm a big I do fan know of that. both these beers. This is going to be a tough matchup, I think now. But one thing we've learned doing this these reviews, it's when you go back to the first and mm. then back to the second. That is when you know. If that's like you know they talk about AFL the, the third quarter being the Premiership quarter. Mm. When you go back to the first, that is the Premiership quarter in the beer review. Absolutely. Right, because when you taste that crown, maybe it tastes good because, you know, it's been a long day at work for us, Jordan. It's the Absolutely. first little taste of our, our lips. Well, behind the scenes, it's 7.30. Uh, I think I got here at about 7. You had just walked in the door, obviously. I'd we both in. left work at the same time. Absolutely. So, you know, we got here and we were both roaring. First thing Jake did was he brought out the beers and he was he was excited. He had a, yep. his classic smile on his face. So it could be it could be the blues, the <laughs> the working blues. But I'm really enjoying the Coopers, to be honest. I That's think it a- is time to switch back and uh, sort of try it, and then obviously switch back again, and we do a couple more switches yeah. in between, just to sort of get that mouth flavouring uh, going over and over again, and sort of see does something stick out once you have one or the other in whatever order it is. All this talk about switch just remind me though. Uh, back to the weekend review. Mm. The. The uh, safe, the true safe bet of the uh, morning. Oh yeah, there's a seven and a, seven and a half line taking the over for a friend of the show that was playing. It was so well uh, done to the friend of the show for that. Absolutely. Uh, I will say, and I don't know if we actually told him about this. We miscalculated his uh, possessions because we were not watching him properly. We lost the cam when he moved to the forward line, and we did not track this. This was shame on us because we had four disposals at the end of the game. I think it was or maybe five. Well, it happens in AFL sometimes as well. You know, the fish, you, your bets on disposals don't pay out till like 10 minutes after the game until mm. the stats, official stats have come through. Yep. And it was the same with our local betting as well. Now, the Coopers, uh, so the Crown now, mm. what do you think? I think it's maintained its same sort of flavor profile. It tastes a little bit more fruity and bubbly at the mouth level now, and that's probably because it's mixing with the Coopers. But it hasn't had that like, 
shit it hasn't been a sh- it, like we've seen like with uh, Great Northern was it Great Northern? I think it was there was Great Northern one of them and I think uh, like is a noticeable shift afterwards and it definitely has not well. been that there's been a slight shift I reckon it's definitely tastes a lot lighter but it's maintained its sort of flavour profile it's still tasting very nice mm. I think it's because as we said that when we first had it it's still got that little bit of bark about it like a a VB has mm. I'm not sure what the word is you know Nip. I guess I'm trying to say like you know you know some beers like not take alcohol mm-hmm. con- uh, percentage content out of it but some t- uh, beers taste more stronger than others yep. you know what I mean this tasted stronger than I guess like the uh, those nor- great northerns and things like that which I, I think we knew before coming in, obviously, that the Coopers would be more than that. But I think the Crown sort of... We thought that would sort of be on par at around that same level. So it is interesting to sort of taste that and see that, at least from my, you know, genius opinion, is that I, I think, uh, you know, Crown has a better flavour profile and it has a bit of a stronger taste as well. It holds up under questioning. Then, that sort of thing. Which we have the Greater Northerns. Greater Northerns yeah. and those ones. Which really, they flip their flavour profile as soon as you started mixing them. Like you start to get yeah, weird oh, throat taste. Uh, exactly. It's like sport, Jordan. The pressure comes on mm. and some crumble and some stand up. The crown stood up. And the Coopers did put some good pressure on. Because that is a nice beer, the Coopers. Absolutely. I just had a sip again. And that holds up as well. This is a this is a heavyweight battle. This could be down to the line, Jordan. So This could be, even be a draw, I think, today. Well... So we know, j- just to refresh the uh, friend of the show, what happens in the situation of a draw. Obviously, there's only me and Jake, so there's only two yep. votes to start off with. But because we have such great friends of the show, if there is a draw, tiebreaker goes to the friends of the show. So it's, it is a very, we've already yeah. scoped this out, and we'll come to the uh, voting very soon. But uh, just in case, you know, friends of the show, be ready to be voting on your favourite beer. So Jake's alternating now between them. He's uh, he, he's trying to make up his mind. I, I know he's struggling because I know these are two of his favourite beers. Because he, <clears throat> he, I would say, speaking this was a Jake, sports game, this would be a shootout right now. <laughs> this is goal for goal. I'm si- sip for sip here. I will say there are, there are a few different beers that <clears throat> I see you buy quite regularly. Yeah, Crown is one of them. Carlton Dry is another one, and then various Coopers. I should say. Uh, I don't think you buy like specifically uh, the Coopers. I go in out of uh, the different Cooper colours. Mm. But I think the green, and, the green and green and red would be the. I'd say sixty percent green, twenty five percent red. See, I would say the... I find they're interchange not not the interchangeable in flavor or anything. But I wouldn't care if I was either getting a green or a red if I was going to buy ever. Like I always feel like I'm getting a good product with Coopers. That's one yeah, of the reasons product. I do like Coopers. The red will fuck you up, George. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah. that's a bull of a drink. Well, that that's all right. You know, I'm a I'm a bull of a man, and so uh, you know, a, a bull drink would never hurt anyone, unless you're a matador without a cape <laughs> or something. So, so Jake, I think it's come down to that time now. Let, let's have a few more sips, and we're going to make this final decision because this is this is the big one. Obviously, this, this is, is the this is the end of round one, and we're moving into round two now. To the first round, it is absolutely. So. I think I'll, I'll provide my uh, vote first. Now, it's with a heavy heart. I'd like to pronounce Crown, and one of the reasons I really did want to—I want to give Crown the uh, award today—is the flavour really sticks up after drinking uh, another beer. There are not a lot of other beers that do this because a lot of them, under something that's very flavourful like Coopers, always switch around and it doesn't taste as nice. Not as happy as an aftertaste. And the one interesting thing doing this, actually, this whole beer bracket, is that we don't alternate beers like that ever. We don't, like, have a little bit of Coopers and then a little bit of Crown and then a little bit of Coopers and then a little bit of Crown. We're really just... Yeah. You have your pint, you finish it, and then you go to the next one sort of thing. So I'm, I'm very proud of Crown, and it's one of my favourites as well, and I'm very disappointed to say, I'm not giving my vote to Coopers, it is to Crown, though. Mine's to Crown as well. And for one reason alone, mm. the other thing you, you we don't do as often. Well, we, we do we do drink very fast. <laughs> very but when fast. we drink on the podcast here, we Probably drink even slowest, faster. Oh, I would say it's slower than general. To be honest with you. Well, I don't know. I think just going from one to the other to the other. 
I, f I feel like the Coopers just sit a bit heavier inside you. Okay. It's that that is on brand with what it is. But as it, well. that is on the brand, and it might you know what it might it lost it might have lost it this round, mm. but the red which is even more sits on it. Maybe it's the strength the strength of it comes mm. out and it'll win in the second. But I think just because of the sessionability, the crown takes the slightest of slight edge. Congratulations to the people's beer. I, I think I should call it the people's beer. Obviously, they've chosen it. The friends beer. Friends beer. You know, congratulations. And, um, you know, it, it, it's been a lovely first round of the beer bracket. Obviously, we're coming into round two now. We're going to have to post some updates about round two, but I'm very yep. excited. Obviously, some, some knockouts that I'm a little bit disappointed about. Emu exports, specifically. Obviously, very hard to procure. <laughs> Bottles were not an option either, but... Um, that, that's one of the ones that I'll reflect back on, which I think we need to have a few more Emu Export beers. Are there I, any I th that come to your mind that well, you would like to have a bit more of? I think Emu's one, yes, because we haven't had it before. I Absolutely. think that's the best thing about this. This is, a, this is like all great competitions. It, it's competition on the field, but off the field, it's the coming together of nations. Absolutely. In this case, the coming together of beer. It's like, this is like the Olympic Games, you know? Mm. It's a... It's a, it's a a, a triumph to hum humanity's ability to control and allow uh, fruit and grain to rot and provide great taste. And it's a fantastic little tournament. And I think on that great note, we will end the show there. Jake, it has been a pleasure seeing you. Great show. Episode 30, The Big 3-0. I'll see you soon. I'll see you next time.